Hello and welcome to Leadership Factory. I'm Cole Phillips. I'll be your guide for our time together today. And I'm excited to get back to the podcast after uh, taking a trip to Guatemala. We had the most successful trip that we've ever had. And uh, of course, I brought back a kind of a friend with me, a stomach bug that really laid me out for about a week. And so I uh, hadn't been able to uh, record a podcast in a couple weeks, but uh, we're back. And today we're going to be talking about strategic planning and how do you plan? How important is it to plan? Um, there are a lot of people who think it's unspiritual to have a plan. They think it's more spiritual just to sort of fly by the seat of your pants and let the spirit lead. Uh, but what I've found is God can work through good planning. In fact, when you have a good plan, then you're able to really follow God's lead as the plans change. But until you have a plan, you're not able to change your plan. And the key to great planning is good focus. This can be so hard for those of us who struggle with attention deficit disorder to really take time to think and to plan and to focus in. But it's so important that we do that. It's so important that in Second Chronicles 1.10, you see Solomon, King Solomon, he, he prayed this prayer to God. He said, give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly. For who could possibly govern this great people of yours? And I love the spirit of that prayer because he's recognizing that it is a privilege to lead. Leadership is a high calling and what a, what a great honor it is, but it also takes a lot. It takes wisdom and it takes knowledge. And if you look at what Solomon prayed, he didn't ask to be famous or to be wealthy. Uh, of course, he was both. But what he asked for was great wisdom so that he could be a great leader of God's people. And what Solomon is doing, he's showing a key aspect of good leadership, and that is this. You've got to know where you want to go before you ask people to follow after you. You've got to know where you're going. And once you've defined that mission, it's so much easier to know the steps it takes to get it done. In fact, everything great that's ever happened in history has both an incredible God factor and also a leadership factor. God works through people. He works through leaders. And God has given us a, a great purpose and a great mission, but it requires us to do great planning. And in order to have a great plan, you've got to ask good questions. You've got to be a good question asker. Asking the right questions to the right people will get you the right answers. And the first question that we need to ask is, what is my mission? Do I know what I'm going to do? Do I know how I'm going to get there? What is my mission? And then the second question is, do I know what I'm capable of? This takes you having a good self-awareness as a leader to, to be aware of your strengths and your weaknesses so that you know your, your wheelhouse, you know what you can really accomplish and where you need to shore up your weaknesses with people on your team. And what I've found when it comes to our capabilities many times as leaders is we vastly overestimate what we can do in the short term 
And then we also vastly underestimate what we can do in the long term. We think we're going to accomplish a lot in a little bit of time. In reality, we may not accomplish so much, but consistently over time, you're going to get so much further than you could have ever imagined. And then the next question to ask is, do I know what my team is capable of? Am I putting high value on them and really seeing the potential in them and understanding what they can and what they're not able to do, maybe where they need some training or some more guidance? Then also you ask, how's my communication pipeline? Is there good 360-degree communication going on, two-way communication where I'm both listening to input and I'm giving good information? And then how do I use that information to adjust the plan when I need to? You've got to have the plan first, but then you can make changes. Nothing ever goes as planned, so you've got to be ready to make adjustments along the way. And then ask yourself, what are some barriers that are keeping me from fulfilling my mission? What are the obstacles that I'm going to face along the way? So we'll talk about those questions some more. But in case you're still wondering, uh, is this really biblical? Is this is planning something that, that God approves of for us? Why not just kind of go with the flow and just take things as they come? Well, if you look in the Bible you'll see first that God had a big plan. That's what all of history is. I had a history professor who said, I don't teach history, I teach his story. Because all of history is the ongoing, unfolding story of God and that, that has a definite beginning and it has a definite ending. And in Isaiah 37, 26, um, it says, Have you not heard? Long ago I did it. From ancient times, in days, I planned it. Now I have brought it to pass. So God is a planner. He's very intentional, organized uh, planner. And we're created in God's image. And so therefore, we need to be planning as well. But you look at Noah. What did Noah do? He received very specific instructions from God about how to build the ark. It wasn't just, hey, you go throw together a boat. But God gave detailed measurements to Noah And Noah was faithful to carry out that long-range plan. In fact, he finished construction of the ark exactly like God planned it in 120 years. In fact, the ark was built so well that it was able to withstand 40 days of the worst storms, and then it floated for a solid year as the floodwaters receded. And so Noah had a great plan that he followed. And then you look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah's plan was to see the wall of Jerusalem rebuilt. And he saw the completed wall in his heart and in his mind. And then he made the plans to carry it out. So much so that that this great work, this great accomplishment happened in only 52 days because every family was assigned a certain part of the wall and a certain part of the work. So he planned it and he organized with excellence and he was able to reach that goal. Then look at David. In the Bible, David had this long-range plan to build the temple. But then God didn't allow David to finish the temple or to build the temple because he was associated with so many 
wars. And so when Solomon became king, David gave Solomon the completed plan for the temple and all the the materials that it was going to take to to complete it. And after seven years of construction, the temple was completed and David's long-range plan was accomplished. And then you look in the New Testament, you look at Jesus, and he really talked about how important it was to plan and how foolish you look when you don't have a good plan. So he told these stories like the story in Matthew 7, 24 through 27 about the wise and the foolish builder. One had a good plan, one had a bad plan. And then he talked about another builder in Luke 14, 28, who was uh, going to build and yet he didn't count the cost and he wasn't able to complete his project. And then in Luke 14, 31 and 32, Jesus talked about the king that would plan for battle. And so there's all kinds of information in the Bible about the importance of planning that we need to really uh, take to heart as we are planning, as we as we're leading people. And I wonder right now, what is it that you're planning right now that really gets you pumped up, that really gets you excited? Do you have any plans right now that are getting you that excited? I hope you do. And if not, then uh, then you may begin to, to find a, a plan and a project to move you forward. Now we've talked about how important it is to plan and who planned in the Bible, but we got to get practical. We got to get to the how-to. So I want to talk about what are the steps to effectively plan. And the first step is going to surprise you. That is, you've got to plan to plan. (laughs) You've got to make a plan to sit down and to strategize and to think through and maybe even meet with some other people so that you can develop a good plan. Sometimes we just skip right over this part and we think sometimes that meetings, there's death by meeting. We think, oh, it, it, it's, it's a waste of time to really pause and meet. Everybody thinks that it's important to plan But a lot of times we think we really just don't have the time to plan. But the reality is when you're not really planning, you are wasting far more time as you try to execute because you're not ready and you don't know what to expect. And and you're just kind of shooting from the hip and you're you're kind of winging it. But when you take the time up front to plan, even though you may feel unproductive, you actually are going to save time in the long haul. This honestly is hard for me because I'm like a doer. And if I think about it, if I think about it, I say, let's just get it done. And so I've had to learn to kind of pause, push the pause button, and let's make sure we're communicating well. Let's make sure we are uh, coming up with a good plan for success. So the first thing is plan to plan. But the second step in planning is to identify the goal. Before you decide on who's going to do what, you've got to determine the goal that you're going after. And, um, and so you ask yourself, why are we doing this? What are we trying to accomplish? And then uh, you, you write that down and you say, here's the target. A lot of people are kind of like uh, Charlie Brown. If you remember Charlie Brown, he would uh, shoot a, 
bow and arrow. He'd shoot an arrow at the fence, and then he'd walk over to the fence, and he'd draw the target around the arrow. And he said, this way, I hit. I hit it every time. I hit the bullseye every time. Well, no, if you uh, aren't aiming for something, you're going to hit it every time, right? You've got to be aiming for something specific. And then the the third step is uh, to evaluate your present situation. Evaluate your present circumstances. Where are you right now? In order to know where you're going, you've got to know where you are. That's true if you're using a GPS to find directions, and it's true if you're going to lead people to accomplish a big goal together. If you're not being realistic about your present situation, then you're going to be in trouble when you begin to plan. And so one of the ways to make sure you're seeing your situation clearly you have good self-awareness and good organizational awareness, is to look at it from different viewpoints and, and get different input so that you can see it from different angles. The fourth step is to prioritize the needs. Not everything is equally important. You may need to accomplish everything, but not everything is equally important. Not everything's going to pay off in the same way. So you begin to list the goals in the order of their importance and their priority. And when you don't, then you're just leaving everything to chance. Because what's going to happen is you're going to, this is what I do many times, is, is I like to kind of mark off the easy things, but then um, I put off the important things. That's called the tyranny of the urgent. And that is we do what's most urgent and not necessarily what's most important but what happens is when we neglect the ultimate, we become a slave to the immediate. And uh, then we're just driven by our circumstances. We're not really moving the ball forward. So you got to prioritize the needs. Then you got to ask the right questions. What are some of the good questions to ask when you're planning? The first one is target. Who is it we're trying to serve? Who are we, who are we trying to reach? Whose needs are we Meeting. Whose needs are we trying to focus on? That's the target. Then uh, leadership. Do we have the right people to accomplish our goals? Do we have the right people on board? Uh, we call it, we've gotten this from Jim Collins, Good to Great, and that is all about having the right people on the bus and making sure that, that you've got the right leadership at the top. And then uh, the next question is related to counsel. Who do we need to talk to in order to succeed? We obviously don't know everything. There's so much of what I'm doing today that I've never done before. It's, it's new. And so I try to ask somebody who's gone before, who, who has the experience and who's had success in those areas. And so we can learn from anyone. You just got to ask the right questions. The next question is related to direction. Okay, what what direction are we headed and and what is our short range goal? What is our long term goal and where are we going to be in between? Then you ask the question related to the organization. Who is responsible for what outcome? Who who has the the authority? And when you delegate, you've got to delegate to people and give them the authority to accomplish it. Um so, so who's responsible for what? Who's responsible for who? And then there's the question of funding. This is kind of the one that none of us like to hear about, but, uh, but it, 
It's going to cost. It's going to cost money to do something big. It always costs you more than you think. So you got to ask, how much is the cost? Like Jesus said, count the cost. And where are the funds coming from? Where is this money coming from? Um, what are the expected expenses? And how much do we think is going to come in? So you got to consider the funding. Then you've got to consider uh, ongoing reporting. You've got to uh, evaluate. You've got to hold people accountable to the goals that you've set before them and, and ask, are we on target and how are we going about reaching this? Then you ask the communication question. How are we going to continually allow people or let people know, bring them in the, the communication feedback loop so they know what's going on, they know about the progress, and they, they know how and what they're doing? Then you ask the evaluation question. Are we seeing the quality that we're expecting? Are we doing things with excellence? You've got to have ongoing evaluation at the Connection Church. Every week at our team meeting, we ask these questions. What went well? What didn't go so well? What do we need to improve? What was confusing? What was missing? And we always ask those questions because we always want to make it better. And that's the last one really is refining. Okay. You want to continue to improve, continue to make it better uh, because we know we've never arrived and we always have room for improvement. So those are some of the key questions that you need to ask. And then the next step is to set some SMART goals. What is a SMART goal? Well, SMART simply stands for this. Uh, It's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So a specific goal is one that, that is very clear. It's very specific, not generic, not, not general. It's easier to, to uh, accomplish when you understand specifically what you're trying to accomplish. And then it needs to be measurable. Are we going to set a numerical goal or some way to measure, uh, maybe through a survey or, or in some other way that you measure how, how's it going? How will we know if we have reached this particular goal. And then achievable um, means that, is it something that we can actually accomplish when you set a goal? Is it achievable? Is it pie in the sky? Is it unreachable? Is it too small of a goal? You don't want to set small goals. You got to set big goals, but they need to be goals that you can actually reach. And then um, the, the R is for realistic. Set a realistic goal, something that is that is possible, okay? You, you can dream, uh, not the impossible dream, but the possible dream, knowing that you can do so much when you trust in God and allow Him to, to fill you and direct you. And then the last one is timely. The T is for timely. Um, really, a goal is simply this. It is a dream with a deadline. It's something you are going to accomplish by a certain time. If not, you're going to do your best to accomplish it by that time. So then the, the next step is this, communicate and clarify. Uh, you communicate uh, a, a, the vision for what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to do. That's communication. You, you're communicating that vision. And then clarification is really showing how it's going to be accomplished. And, and that doesn't mean that you're going to tell every detail of what every person is going to do. But it does mean that you clarify the parameters, the vision, 
and the guidelines for completing the goals and the outcomes that you expect to be completed. Then the next step is to identify possible obstacles along the way. Some people think, well, that's just not having faith. No, uh, you can have great faith, but you understand that there are going to be challenges. There are going to be some problems that you're going to have to overcome. And you don't want to look at these immediately. You don't want to uh, just come up with, here's all the problems we're going to face. But uh, soon you need to sit down and say, what are the problems? And let's be ready for them. You can't anticipate every problem, but uh, you can think through that there are going to be some possible challenges. In fact, you can be uh, like your grandma and think, what is the worst case scenario? I think grandmas are good at that. They think they always thought of the worst case. What could, what's the worst that could happen? And then how you would respond to that. So with planning and thinking, you can actually avoid a lot of the obstacles along the way. When you take the time to plan, it takes less time to accomplish the plan when you just take the time. And when I started the Connection Church, you know, one of the things that I did was was get some good coaching so that I could avoid a lot of the mistakes that other people have made. I didn't I don't have to make all the mistakes myself. Life is too short to make all those mistakes yourself. And so you learn from other people's examples. You learn what not to do and uh, you identify the obstacles that you could potentially Face One exercise you can use is the mental walkthrough, and that is really walking through the entire goal or the entire event that you're planning and think of anything that you may have left out along the way. And then think through the next steps uh, with your, your team. Determine what, is the, what are the immediate actions that you're going to take to begin to, to execute and to accomplish your goal. Here's what we're going to do as we step out of this uh, planning time. Now, the the next step is to manage and to direct your resources. What resources do you have available? Well, we've already talked about how people are our most important asset. People are our most important resource, but there's also some other important resources, and that is our time. What is the time? What is the timeline? What are the dates? What is the schedule? And then also the finances. You've got to have a budget and you've got to guard that budget and watch over it and make sure that you're being a good manager of the resources that you have. So you've got to be very wise with those and very specific. And then the next step along the way is to monitor and to correct. This is ongoing evaluation. If you think about a river, what is a river doing? It's constantly changing. It's never exactly the same as it was before because the current and the way that it cuts through the earth and organizations can be the same way. No matter how carefully you plan along the way, you've always got to be correcting as you go, making corrections in order to reach that final destination. So it's good to have a plan, but don't become a slave to the plan. You've got to be ready to adjust and uh, be flexible. One of our mantras, one of one of the, the Beatitudes around here is, blessed are the flexible, for they will not get bent out of shape. And so you've got to keep adjusting and keep making changes so that you don't actually get off track. And then the final step in planning 
is this, to study the results, okay? So many times we don't want to keep score. We don't want to uh, know, was this, really, um, was this really effective for us? But that's the only way to know if you've won the game. Can you imagine uh, a football game or a basketball game where there's no score? How would anyone know who won? And it's okay to win and to accomplish and to fulfill those goals that God has set in your heart. So you want to have some good systems, some good record keeping in order to keep score. And um, as you make changes, maybe you're ready to to, uh, accomplish the goal. It's an ongoing goal. So you're going to do this again and again. And you've got to do that based on good information to see how effective is this? Are we growing? And so planning is so key. It's so important that we are good planners if we're going to be a good leader. So I want to thank you so much for listening today. And I want to encourage you, please subscribe to this podcast so that you can hear every leadership factory along the way. And then also share it. Let other people know if this has helped you, how it can help them to grow in their leadership. And uh, I know this about you. I know because you listen to this today, you are a leader. So what we want to do is we want to be great leaders. And I'm so glad that you're part of Leadership Factory. I look forward to talking with you again really soon. Thanks a lot.